0: It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show coming to you here from the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Social media handles, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. Our 24-hour dial-in message line is 713-570-6736. And without any further delay, we'll jump right into today's episode. Not a huge night as far as basketball action goes in the Southwestern Athletic Conference on last night. In fact, there were two SWAC games. Alabama State fell short to Kansas State by the score of 86 to 41, and Prairie View in the nightcap fell short to Arizona State by the score of 88 to 79. That was a very interesting game on last night. In fact, um, those of you who may have been fortunate enough, we simulcast that game on the Open Mic Broadcast Network dial-up line, 857-777-0000. And what was very interesting about that game, we knew that Purview was playing up in the power five division. We knew that they were playing on the road and you knew that going in, it would be a tall order, but an order that could be achieved. And it's one of those things that we know that going without saying, don't expect any small nor large favors and don't expect things to fall your way especially when you're playing these upgrade games, if you would. And a perfect example was that from last night. The Panthers, in their loss, held their own, for the most part, with this ball club. If there wasn't Achilles' heel for the Panthers, They turned the ball over 20 times last night. On average, you want 10 turnovers per game, five per half. But they had 20, which is definitely a no-no on the road and playing up. And some of those were unforced turnovers. A lot of those were unforced turnovers. But those are things that you can grow through and work through. Another comparison were the free throw attempts. Prairie View went to the free throw line 33 times. And they connected 21 of those times. So they gave the Panthers a 64% free throw percentage For the night, you would like for your free throw percentage to be 75, 80% and up. But so they were a little off on that. But here comes the humdinger as far as I'm concerned. Arizona State went to the free throw line 51 times. Connected on 37 of those for 72% free throw shooting percentage on the night. 51 times. When you break that down, man, those are enough fouls for two games. 31 fouls called against the Panthers in all abysmal night of officiating stopping and going all the night long stopping and going stopping and going well there's a method to that madness you can't get a rhythm going when you're stopping and going stopping and going and Prairie View definitely were in competition and hanging with these guys from the beginning, and the flow, if you would, had to be disrupted to a degree. Not saying that it was cheating involved, but I am saying it was a very cozy coincidence for the whistle to be free. As it was on last night. In most cases, especially with these non-conference games, when you got a power five playing an FCS or the group of five program, they pretty much let these guys play so they can get in and get out. It was interesting, at least from my vantage point, on how that game was officiated. If you go back and listen to The rebroadcast, you can check it out on our YouTube channel at Open Mic Broadcast Network or Spreaker.com at the Open Mic Broadcast Network under the game day programming. And there were concerns from the broadcasting team that Prairie View just won't go away. Prairie View, relentless. Prairie View or feisty. And there were actual concerns about this program. Last night was also the return of Devontae Patterson. Put in 12 minutes, got 12 points, one rebound, two assists, and he fouled out. For T. Williams also fouled out, but everybody had some involvement with the fouls that were called with 31 personal fouls. That's a lot of fouls, a lot of turnovers, but we're not going to complain. Panthers record now drops to three and six overall. They will be in action on Friday night. They'll take on Loyola Marymount. So 9 p.m. tip off for their game and stick close to us on Twitter. At the Mike Prince show, we'll try to provide you with a way that you can at least listen to their game on Friday night. We got a chance to catch up with Coach Sandy Pugh on yesterday. The Panthers will be back in action on December 15th at Rice 2 p.m. tip-off time. Meanwhile, basketball action in the women's division of the Southwestern Athletic Conference today, Southern University will be at Rutgers. Alabama State will be at Wisconsin. Mississippi Valley will be at Wyoming. Saturday, Southern will be at Fordham. Austin P will be at Alabama A&M. Mississippi Valley will be at Colorado State. Alabama State will be at number 16th ranked DePaul, and Texas Southern will be at 17th rank, Gonzaga. Basketball is beginning to open up in its press, if you would allow me to play on words, as the basketball season begins to take full center. We still got another major football game coming up, not this week, but next week from Atlanta, Georgia. North Carolina a taking on the Alcorn State Braves. Still a lot of time in between the game. but We'll start gradually moving with a little bit more intensity towards that. We'll have our crew ready to report from the ATL, and it should be rather exciting. By the way, that game is scheduled. To kick off December 21st at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So it'll be an early kickoff. The bowl games will be officially set off with this celebration bowl. So it should be a very exciting game. That game will also be offered on ABC for those who would like to put their eyeballs on that situation. Meanwhile, we have. FCS playoffs that will begin on the unlucky day, if you're superstitious, of Friday the 13th. Northern Iowa will take on James Madison. And man, did I underestimate Merrimont and James Madison. One time it was 21-21, and I thought because of the running game that Merrimont had, But they would be able to kind of slow things down and give old James Madison a run for their money. But I was definitely wrong on that one. James Madison blew right through them, which sets them up to take on a northern Iowa. Austin P, the Cinderella's of the FCS playoffs, will be at Montana State. These are all games scheduled for Friday you have Montana will be at Weber State. Now, the James Madison-Northwestern game will be on ESPN 2. That'll be a 6 p.m. kickoff. The Austin Peay game will be on ESPN 3 with a 7 p.m. kickoff. And Montana and Weber State will be on ESPN2 with a 9 p.m. kickoff time. Of course, these are Central Standard Times. Saturday's action will have Illinois State at North Dakota. Now, of course, North Dakota is the favorite, along with James Madison, to meet in Frisco for the championship. And more than likely, that would be the case. But you got to think that Illinois might have a fighter's chance. I've learned my lesson about going against these highly favored guys. This game will be featured on ESPN, as we mentioned, for an 11 a.m. kickoff time. And, of course, we've been talking about the FCS playoffs, the Celebration Bowl, the SWAC championship. There have whispers been floating around about the MEAC possibly following suit of the Southwestern Athletic Conference and start having a MIAC championship game that remains to be seen. But it leaves open the conversation that a lot of the MIAC and SWAC schools are not even interested in the FCS playoffs. And my response to that is hogwash. If you are part of the FCS community, why not be involved in every possible avenue that you have to make yourself eligible for their championship series of playoffs? It's going to take more than a couple of our said programs out of the SWAC and the MEAC to start governing themselves scheduling wise to be eligible For the conversation, Alabama A&M released their schedule this week and initially looking at that schedule, they are preparing themselves not only for a potential SWAC championship celebration bowl championship game, but also for an FCS playoff invitation. You look at Prairie View's non-conference schedule. You can make the same case for them. If people are going to take you serious, it starts with you taking yourself serious. It starts with you setting your standards and boundaries and not wavering from them just for the sake of getting alone. And I know some of you are saying, well, if we're fixing our non conference schedules like that, isn't that us trying to get accepted? No not the case at all. A you want to put yourself in position where you're facing the best competition which is going to do nothing but bring out the best in you. We cannot walk around with blinders on as if the rest of the world does not exist. If we are truly about building the programs, it's going to start with scheduling, it's going to start with staffing. It's going to start with recruiting. It's going to start with support, not just alumni, not just students, but community. It's going to take all these blended ingredients for the desired effect to come to pass. Those of you who heard my interview with Greg Seitz, FCS, Chairman for the football playoffs. We asked about the attendance. Attendance is on everyone's radar from Power Five on down. You look at some of these FCS playoffs, they had a couple that had the tent where one had 10,000 in attendance, the other was 8,000, but for the most part, they were 1,500. 3,000, 5,000 people in attendance. And if you're hosting one of those games, the rounds go, I believe, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, and 60,000. And some people are saying, that's why we don't want to be in the FCS playoffs because you have to pay the host. Well, you don't have to host. And then they say, well, you're going to have to travel all the way across the country. Well, they have a rule of engagement they try to match you up at, le- at least in the first round to within a 400 mile radius. Now, of course, as you go further along and you desire not to host, then you have to put on your traveling shoes. But the only reason that a person would not want to host is because. You don't have the attendance that you think would support you hosting a $30,000 fee in round one. Sounds like a lot of money, but it's really not a lot of money. It's really not a lot of money. If you figure if it's $30,000 to host round one, and we'll use Prairie View Stadium as an example. 15,000 seating capacity. You can possibly get up to 18,000 with standing room only, but we'll stay at the 15,000 seating capacity. If you were to just tack on $2 per ticket to be sold, that covers your $30,000 fee. But the true challenge is would you be able to market that game where the people would come out? And I say it can be done if we position ourselves and start thinking big picture. Big picture. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, we only had 7,500 people to show up to a round one game. And we're talking. $30,000. To host. Round one. That comes. To a $4. per ticket. Bump up. I.E. Example. Your normal ticket. Is $25. During the regular season that playoff ticket now becomes a minimum of $30. So there's still money that can be made. And as the old saying goes, you have to spend money to make money, to move forward, building our programs. We have to start thinking not only celebration swag, championships, but FCS championships as well. We could truly have the best of both worlds. So why not position ourselves for that to happen? Now it might change the whole way of thinking as we do things, as we operate, but it's still worth looking into. We're just hitting the surface on this we got a lot more that we want to share with you. And hopefully it begins to make a little bit sense to you. But as for now, I'm going to exit stage left. My time is far spent on today. Don't forget, you can listen to our programming 24 hours a day on our tune in network channel. Open Mic Broadcast Network The YouTube channel Is Open Mic Broadcast Network Our website is obnradio.com Our 24 hour dial in message line 713-570-6736 I've got to go I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Friends, as always. You guys be blessed, and we'll see you on The Other Side. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver?